few weeks ago i told my dad that i have been running a podcast lately and all i talk about is motivation leadership taking the first step being persistent and a lot more interesting things so he shared a very very interesting thought that was penned down by mr apj abdul kalam who has been an indian aerospace scientist and a politician who served as the 11th president of india so here it is what he said life and time are the world's best teachers life teaches us to make good use of time and time teaches us the value of life what an irony this timeless thought teaches us the meaning and the value of time and what is so interesting is our guest speaker today exactly takes us through the importance of time the value of time and the value of life and this important guest is someone who has made the city of melbourne the most livable city for the past few years she and her team has been working constantly and now she is handling a different portfolio at the city of melbourne as a counselor let's see what is it all about a very warm welcome to my friends from every corner of this world this podcast is becoming richer and better richer because we are having amazing guests on our show because of whose wisdom experiences we are getting a lot of insights and better because you are watching this sh- you are listening not watching right now this show every day every day and i can see from every corner of the world be it spain portugal new york or many other places and especially from australia so today i am excited to welcome an esteemed personality to our show my friends because this special guest has played a huge role in making melbourne the city that it is today the most livable city for a long period and that special guest please join me in welcoming beverly pinder the wonder woman Welcome, <laughs> Thanks, Shani. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can see the Wonder Woman caricature right now in front of me. Believe <laughs> me, you look really, really good in that, and you justify that role. And the reason I said you are a Wonder Woman because you wear many hats right now. You are. I, I'm. I'm. I, I just want to have a fun fact over here. I want to tell everyone who's listening to us today. She is actually a former Miss Universe Australia. So that is amazing but what she's doing currently is is something of interest to I think a lot of us which is she is a counselor for the city of Melbourne and the portfolio that she is managing is the city of people portfolio and earlier she was managing the marketing portfolio and she and that's where the beautiful city of Melbourne looks beautiful because she has been doing a lot of stuff with events PR in retail tourism a lot of stuff now the reason that she has that i wanted especially to uh, have her on this show is because 
when I was going through a profile, what I saw in a profile was that even after so many years of work, she is so passionate about marketing where she all started with with public relations with reputation management and that speaks through the way she writes about herself about her work and today i'm going to just open this floor to her i'm going to ask her first question did you ever think of being in this field where you are right now beverly no well i've got to start from the very beginning ishani i was born in sri lanka yes okay i was 13 years old when i came to australia and um you know in the 60s, Australia was a, was, a, was quite a different place. So I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I was a very, very, I was an A student, but there's a secret to me. I actually failed my year 12 examination. Whoa. But having failed, I didn't curl up and die. I just said, that's okay. You know what? My parents need the money. I'm going to go out and work. I'm going to find <laughs> work. <laughs> That is an amazing spirit. So um, I, I then started, uh, I started looking at jobs. I got uh, uh, accepted into five banks plus the public service. And I chose the public service. That was my first job in 1979 um, in, um, in uh, uh, the Department of Immigration. Thank you, it wasn't 1979, it was 1974. 74, 75. Wow. And um, I loved what my, 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 my role there was interviewing people who wanted to become Australian citizens. So when you become a, a, a permanent resident and you apply for citizenship, that was the role I was playing. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. But I had a, a you know, I had a really kind of a, a strong desire to belong to this wonderful country. You know how beautiful it is. You know, the city is amazing. It really is. And um, and there was this little thing about, you know, there was a little bit about Australia, had a little bit of a white Australia policy and all of that, but I didn't, I wasn't deterred by it. I wanted to actually get out there and be known. I wanted to become an Aussie as well. So I started raising money for, for, for charity competitions. And I fronted up one day um, at, a, at the, this charity competition and this former prime minister's wife said to me, Oh, what's your name? And I told her my name. And oh gosh, lost you. And she said, No, you're not here. I said, This, this is Sven. This is my bag of money. I've raised $800. And she said, Oh, are you in the charity section? I said, Yes, Mrs. Sven. Now I'm four, 14 years of age. She said, Oh, no, no, you've got to be in the beauty section. <laughs> beauty section immediately. And I won the Junior Miss Victoria competition in my age group. So from there, I thought if I can combine charity work with winning a couple of competitions and getting some prizes for my brothers, four brothers, I loved it. It was that was just me, yeah. So meanwhile, I was I was thinking, well, I had these jobs and I chose I chose immigration, loved it. And there's one more competition I wanted wanted to enter, and that was the Miss Australia Miss Miss Universe Australia competition. Mm -hmm. but, but what was driving me, Shani, was I wanted to belong. I wanted people to recognize that I was an Aussie. I wanted, to, I wanted to bring my, my, my nature, my experiences in a country like Sri Lanka, you, you know, you must know. And, you know, not, not much opportunity for women as well. And yeah. this was my platform to get opportunity. That is that amazing. And 
Okay, I'm going to pick few things from that story that I just heard and I want my listeners to listen to that again that you never never backed out you never gave up and even at the very initial stage when you were I think that is a time where all of us are like very very um vulnerable you know if even if we like lose something if we if we don't get good marks we feel it, it's like it everything reflects on us it's like we are the worst person in this entire world everything is happening going wrong because of us so i think believing in yourself you really believed in yourself second i think you are the perfect example of beauty with brains i think that's what the prime minister was trying to say <laughs> and the third thing is that you had the drive to keep going on so thank you for sharing that and so i think the next question i would like to ask now i think from there you have um you have you have you had a long journey from being 14 years old to starting your own business like you have your own pr communication boutique firm and you are also playing a very very uh, esteemed role right now for the city of melbourne i would leave it up to you which journey you would like to maybe take us through or both yes. just want to ask you what were your initial thoughts before starting any of these positions Well, firstly, as a 13-year-old young migrant in Australia, um, I looked at everything around me and I absorbed it. And there was this amazing man who had a hardware store in Melbourne, in St Kilda, and he gave two of my brothers summer jobs. And I looked at him and I thought, you know what? The way you relate to us, you know, we've only just landed here, and you're just so kind. One day when I grow up, I want to be like you. And you are being one of them for sure. A councillor with St Kilda City Council, now called Port Phillip. So I had lodged that in my mind, and I thought, you know what? I think I want to be a councillor. I just kept that there for many, many years. And then when I got the call, as as my business was flourishing, and I thought, no, now it's time. And I've continued my charity work from the age of thirteen right through even today. I thought, now it's time to do civic. work give back to the community in a different kind of a way as a civic leader and when i got a call i put that message out that's the other thing when you when you watch something put it out there talk to people encourage others to to see what what it is that you're wanting to do as well you know and i put it out there the lord mayor of the day robert doyle called me and said he'd love to have me on his ticket and that was it that was in 2012 so that that happened and my business was still uh, operating but I knew I had to had to kind of make a little bit of a decision I had to reduce the number of clients and the work I was doing to be able to accommodate the work with city hall because it's 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 all consuming you can do as much as you want or as little as you want and someone like me we always do as much as you want and more <laughs> That's exactly what I've been doing. So my first stint at Town Hall, four-year terms. They're four-year terms. My first stint, as you said, um, marketing Melbourne was my portfolio, and under my tutelage, it, it really Melbourne won the most livable city in the world seven times. Four of those years, I was at the at the helm with a great team, a fantastic team. Um, it's, you know, the the staff of the city of Melbourne, of course. and I was that was a, a, a real a real proud moment each each year when we won that that accolade it is so, yeah 
So I have to say it's my honor to host you today and just to meet the person who has played such a huge role in making the city what it is right now. So thank you so much for that. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. And the other, the other love of mine under the People City portfolio is international students. I'm very fond of our international. Students. I do a lot of advocacy work for them in, in that town hall. And 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 yeah, you know, one of the one of the programs that I've managed to revive is called the Couch International Students Program, and that will be from at the, at the Salvation Army. And we're waiting for the lockdown to be eased. And once we get that going, that will be another love of mine. You know, to get international students together, talk about anything, have speakers come in, talk about their issues and problems, whether it's taxation, whether it's residence, whether it's visas, whether it's food, whether it's connections. And my one of my goals is to encourage our international students and our local Aussie students to actually form connections and bonds. That is what I want to do with that. Thank you so much for emphasizing that because I am really, really hopeful that a lot of international students and Aussie students will be listening to this podcast, especially in the universities right now. And if you are listening right now to this, you know who this beautiful woman is and what all she has in store for us in future. So, and I think for something that I want to emphasize here again for the listeners all over the world and also in Australia, because. What you just mentioned is that if you want something, ask for it. Put it in the public forum. No one will really know what you want until unless you stand up for yourself and say it. So that is an amazing learning from your second half of the story that we have heard so far. I mean, every time I hear you say something, I I can see all the traits of a leader, of some of a go getter, someone who's doing every right everything that you know that that makes you what you are right now. So. I think there are a lot of strategies as well that if yes. people are listening to us, they can gain out of it. So my next question was that when you thought of becoming a counselor or when you thought of starting your own venture, which if you would like to speak a bit more about that, I would I would really uh, be happy if you could share those challenges or those doubts if you ever had and the strategies of how you overcame that. Yeah. So it's really important, Ishani, and as, as a young person, you've got to look out for those opportunities. They present themselves all the time. But what you have to do is to pick the right one. And I had, when I won this, this University of Australia, I had 10 job offers. I came off stage, I was still at immigration. I had 10 job offers, and every single one of them was in PR. I thought, like, what's PR? I don't know what PR is. <laughs> And I learned about it and I accepted a job offer in a PR company and as I started and I did my four or five years with them, I thought, you know what, I want to own a PR business. I went to the, the, the guy who owned the business and I said, this is what I'd like, Alan, I'll put some money in and I want to, you know, can you set me up in a business, an ancillary business, you know, one that runs alongside your business, Alan. And at the time, women were not, this is the 80s, women were not considered managers, leaders, anything. I got the wrong response to my request. I thought, no, I'm going to leave. I left. I thought, well, I've got, got my job to go to, but I left because yeah. I, I saw within him that he wasn't accepting of my ambition, my passion, my absolute confidence that I could build something. I left a week later, I started my own business. 
And I thought, well, how am I going to get clients? So I sat there, I was reading the newspapers, watching television. Every, every time I saw someone launch a new product, pick up the phone and read them. <laughs> Say, look, have you thought of PR? Awesome. And 80% of my clients came like that. That was relentless in my pursuit. And that's the other thing. You can't try something and then put it on the back burner and then go back to it again. You've got to be relentless. You've got to have continuity and you've got to have commitment. So important. You commit to yourself. You commit to your future. You commit to your family. You've got to have commitment in whatever you do. And don't let anyone knock that away from you. No matter what, what pandemic we're facing, I've been through recessions, I've been through all of that. Um, keep going. That's all I can say. Feed yourself read, consume information, listen to inspirational young people like yourself and, and you know, where you're giving other people like me an opportunity to air what, what I love. This is what I love now. I love to actually talk about how, you know, it's not hard. So let's just say we come out of a pandemic and, and, and you guys are thinking, well, geez, what are you going to do? There's no part-time jobs. Start something up. Start it up. Come to me with a good idea and say, you know what, Beverly, I reckon I could start a, a social media arm with your business and I could do, I could bring this, this and this little adjunct business. Don't want a lot of money for it. I know you can't afford to pay me right now, but let's build it together because I will learn from you along the way. So that's the thinking that's required right now. Yeah, really, really back yourself. You've got to back yourself and you've got to find an army to help you to back. Challenges come. There are many challenges. We have many, many challenges. This is, there's no doubt about it. You know, um, the, 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 accept the challenges and, and say, well, okay, I, I know what could happen, but you know what? I want to change the course of that. As I said earlier, you've got to be persevering. Absolutely. So, so in our show, like uh, I, I always tell uh, all the listeners and even people who come when whenever we are, you know, sharing this amazing conversation, there is always this um, common point where everyone says that they started small, you know, and they started with a lot of conviction because there is n there are n number of hurdles that you will face, and that's exactly what even you've been telling us that. There are hurdles that you face, but you need to believe in yourself. You need to back yourself. And we say this repetitively in every episode, but I think that's how important it is. And if someone is listening to us today, they will see that the pattern repeats. Like everyone who's accomplished right now, they really believed in themselves. Mm. They persisted, as you mentioned, relentless, mm. being re having resilience. These are the qualities that we are no one is taught, you know, no one, no one, no one really teaches you these qualities in school or education, but these are something that's very important when you yourself have to understand and when you listen and when you talk to really people like you who have really made it, then we come to know that what are the, the qualities that can lead you to your dream path. So that was really interesting what you mentioned. And I think the one thing that you said that if you have a talent and if you feel that you're really good at something, go up with a pitch, a proposal to someone, you know. And I heard someone say somewhere that unless you go and say, ask someone, the answer will always be no. So a very good strategy that Beverly has shared with us, whoever's listening to us, that 
you have the capacity you have the capability you just have to back yourself go and ask for it isn't that what you're saying Bhavali? absolutely and you got to love what you do ishani you got to love it you've got to keep injecting yourself with all that good stuff every single day you get up early you before you even get out of bed you need to know what your first couple of hours you what what do you want to achieve is it is that is how important if we go to bed at night calm down say a little prayer whatever your your ritual is have rituals that's another very important thing rituals are very very important you know i say my prayer last thing at night i thank you know i'm a catholic so i thank lord um i was going to say to you mother teresa you know mother teresa was born in albania but she knew her calling was to help the poor people on the streets of india and that is what she did she did that so well and she took people along with her so therefore if you want to what to achieve in life you want to really muscle yourself up and believe have that conviction to say i'm setting out to do it and i'm going to succeed and you know what though don't succeed that is also okay because how rich is that experience you know this is the thing experience is wonderful absolutely wonderful actually on that note i would like to ask you something and i think this 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 is like a last question that i would like to ask you that thank you so much for your time so far i know you have a lot of other things to do to make the city even beautiful at this point of time so just a last question that i want to ask you um it's 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 been rare for me personally to see someone at this age love what they're doing and i haven't really seen people you know saying that they love what they do even at this time you know so what has really kept you going what has kept you so motivated to just love what you're doing every day you know what is something new that you do or how do you just keep at it so you know i i do a lot of work i i work hard every single day but my creative outlet is cooking Ooh. i try and create recipes and or follow a recipe but i try and create a new different meal that i haven't cooked in previous years or previous months because this time it's it's almost like a cocooning time you can get bored my friends keep saying i'm bored oh no i'm not i can't well, i cook and then i can't wait to eat it so it's so important the other thing is exercise you must exercise every day because you need to have that stimulation that brain stimulation for the day and my exercise is first thing in the morning you have to commit again to doing it and it doesn't matter if you walk for 20 minutes or you walk for 30 minutes or just 10 minutes even if i if i squeeze everything i can out of my day and i haven't got time the next morning to do my 40 minute walk i'll go out for 10 minutes because it's a ritual you put your walking gear on and you come back so energized straight to the shower and you're up and ready for your first appointment or okay i am so glad i asked you this question because i was thinking that the answer would come somewhere from you know from your field within like the field that you are in but now i see the importance of you know doing other things in life for example as you mentioned for you it's cooking exercising because that really makes you feel happy energetic and that is how you are able to keep 
yourself motivated doing what you're doing so that was a really really good insight for me personally i hope people who are listening to us they also see now the importance of other activities in their life you know how they translate you translate your energy into your professional career as well so wow that was really interesting and thank you beverly so much for coming on the show and answering few of my questions and taking us through your amazing journey i mean i i am really falling short of words right now you are literally the wonder woman that i have met and at such a young age you had the courage to go up and do so many things raise funds like 800 dollars as you just mentioned and just want to recap one very interesting thing that you mentioned for anyone who is going to a different place the feeling of belonging some some somewhere is it's very important and that has led you to do and give back to the society where you're living at so so that's beautiful i i've really learned a lot from you in this short span of time and i'm sure a lot of us who are listening to us have as well now before you leave i always ask for anyone leave my show i always ask them to leave our listeners with their favorite quote so i have many favorite mother teresa quotes but i've i've gone a little bit different here because this is and you'll you'll see why and it's from indira gandhi and she said my grandfather once told me that there are two kinds of people those who do the work and those who take the credit he told me to try to be in the first group there was much less competition wow do the work do the work because not everyone does the work if you do the work you will succeed i'm so confident about that yeah don't yeah. worry about the credit don't worry about it don't worry about the credits or the credit don't worry about the paycheck do the work that that is such a lovely quote that you just shared with us and that i think just thinking if you're thinking goes uh, on just one side which is just keep doing your work because then you don't think of anything that surrounds them that and you're just continuing your work and when you see that you have reached certain level you start improving you want to improve even more so you just shut yourself from all the other unnecessary things and i think success follows so thank you so much for that code beverly and i am so happy that you have come to this show and you have taken us through your journey thank you so much would you like to say thank something you. before we close thank you ishani i'm taken up by your exuberance and your absolute beauty as well just fantastic to see a young person like you doing something like this i just absolutely love it and i don't do too many of these i must admit okay you just struck me as someone with deep passion that matches mine and that's why i'm doing it oh my god i think you you've made my day <laughs> you made my day that part could have easily been edited but hey it was good to hear what someone is saying about yourself and your hard work but my friends what is more important that after listening to the story i i really hope and many other stories that we have been going through so far that you have gained immensely we have an instagram community that is called my first step ever 
underscore in and it is a community of like-minded people who wish to grow who wish to take actions and they do take actions it is all about being in the right company interacting networking growing along with everyone else so come join this community and also do not let this opportunity go network with all the guest speakers that we have on our show see you until next time